Just in case our name Clit Talk wasn't a disclaimer enough, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So if you have any little ones in the room, now is the time to maybe put some earmuffs on or escort them out. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today, yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast, where badass women discuss everything from orgasms to gender harmony to the health benefits of masturbation, the sex ed you wish you got, and then some. This first season of Clit Talk is inspired by Regina Thomashauer, creatrix of the School of Womanly Arts, leader of the Pleasure Revolution, and author of her New York Times best-selling book, Pussy, a Reclamation. We'll start with a quote from the book. How do you, as the poet Galway Kennel says, reteach a thing its loveliness? How do you hold up a mirror to a woman's innate and eternal beauty when she can barely even meet her own reflection? You do it through clitoracy. Mm, Okay, so Regina in her book has a chapter on clitoracy, and it's a super powerful chapter. So we want to talk about like, what is that to you? That's straight up pussy IQ. Yeah. <laughs> so are we talking about like the parts of the pussy that we know? It's clitoracy. Like like how well do you know your clit, right? Like how do you get to know how do you get to know how what makes her tick? <laughs> clit tick. <laughs> well the anatomy and the sensations, right? All of it. Like the physical and the nerve endings and Yeah, the eight thousand nerve endings in your clit. It's what turns you on, right? Like knowing your clit is knowing how to turn yourself on. I feel like my clit is a very fucking complicated. Complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> complicated. <laughs> it's, complicated. It's, it's complicated. Like sometimes I feel like it is so hard for me to come. I feel like my clit is way more complicated than other women because I hear them talking about like, oh, I and I'm like, what the fuck? That doesn't happen for me. <laughs> no two clits are alike. But it's the anatomy and the emotional element of it that I think is important to recognize. And I think it's for women to know about our clitoracy, but for men also to know about the clit. Well, that's exactly why clitoracy is so important. So we can tell the men or the our, the lovers in our life what we want, what we like, because we are clitorate. Men aren't born with clitoracy. And I've been with a lot of men who feel like they might have been born with it or they might have figured it out over time. Um, and, you know, every woman is different. And that's what I'm discovering. And so that's, I, I guess can take me out of my uh, insecurity about why it never really felt good with guys who think that they know what they're doing. Yeah, I love this clitoracy chapter. Chapter four, it's so broad. You know, the beginning of it is really talking about the actual anatomy and that it's okay to take our time because the pussy wants us to enjoy fully and not be rushed. And that makes a lot of sense. But I guess the way I looked at uh, clitoracy, and I love that word too, because it, uh, you know, it rolls off the tongue. Clitoracy, pun intended. <laughs> <It's> yummy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, 
based on the book, I, I was thinking that this chapter, Clitoracy, is really a process, and she talks about it as a mission of discovery, and that's what I found it to be, you know, that as we discover our own pussy and the pleasure of it, that what happens is we find our own truth, and by finding our own truth, we can finally release these chains of shame and restrictions that limit us from really getting pleasure from our clit and being able to enjoy all facets of our life. Amen. Hey, Mama. When you say it, it sounds so sexy. (laughs) Tamiko's voice is great. So there's four rules that Regina has for clitoracy. So, Jade, take it away. Clitoracy rule number one. Pussy loves acknowledgement, praise, worship, and appreciation. So how does praise and worship for your pussy show up in your world? Bath time. (laughs) Oh my God, I love a fucking good bath. (laughs) Masturbation. Mm. The removable shower head. (laughs) I love my yoni egg. I love it when my boyfriend rubs coconut CBD oil on my vagina. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We need a couple rewinds here. Rewind. Wait, what's a yoni egg? (laughs) And let's talk about that CBD oil. So, yoni egg. So, I have a red jasper yoni egg. And it's really good for Kegel exercises, but it also is good. I love it just because it blesses the space that for my husband and I, it just sets an intention. And I... I've, and there, disclaimer, don't forget that it's in there because that's what happened to me. Wait, wait, wait. What is a yoni egg made of? Can you describe it, for our listeners what is a yoni egg? So it's made out of crystals. Yeah, my, I have an amethyst yoni egg. So it's it's dense. It's completely solidified all the way through. It's a crystal. It's It's, I would say, man's touches on it. I mean, it's not a raw crystal. It's definitely polished. It's smoothed out. You know, like, isn't yours really soft and just, like, yummy? And it looks like an egg. I I also have something. I don't know if it's considered a yoni egg, but I have these. They're, like, um, kind of a different material, like, silicone that I stick up there. They're, like, weights, like pussy weights, but kind of good for Kegel. You mentioned Kegel exercises. So I have these pussy weights, and they come in six different weights, and they're they're called something. I don't know if it's a Is that the same thing as a yoni egg, or is that... They're cake awake. Wait, that's definitely its own special thing. Um, <laughs> that's more like exercising your pussy, whereas the yoni egg, I believe, is more of a, a sacred practice. Yeah, exactly. Like I used it last week uh, with my husband, or just the other day, actually, not last week. And he, um, it was really beautiful. We just used it to set the space inside before we had sex. So the energy of the amethyst just was like all up in my yoni. And uh, you can also push it out and practice like tightening it. Um, and we, me and Katie both have experiences quite different. Um, do you, I feel like you need to share this one. Okay. Okay. Well, I want it real quick. So just a reminder what yoni is. Yoni is Sanskrit for vagina. Yes. So just to put that in girls. It's your pussy. And for clarity, it's a semi-precious stone carved into an egg shape and polished to be worn inside of the vagina. And Mm -hmm. for those of, of you out there listening, when choosing your yoni egg, just trust your intuition. 
Yeah. I want a yoni. So now your story. Yeah. And just as speak to that, like the, I chose mine, a red jasper, because of the healing properties because at the time I was healing at my back. So, um, but the disclaimer that I was talking about before is don't forget that it's there because it will drop out when you go to the bathroom. And I swear it is the loudest sound. I thought I broke the toilet. <laughs> Like I, I heard this sound when I was going to the bathroom. I was like, "What just came out of me?" And I, <laughs> that was the loudest shit ever. You yeah, laid an egg. It's helpful to put it to be over the toilet, pushing it out because I was trying to push mine out, and it was so in, it was my so hard to push it out that I thought I was gonna shit. <laughs> so I went, and my husband, he he was like, "Put your hand under your pussy when you go to the toilet so that it doesn't fall into the toilet." So I. I really think it was literally like when you're driving fast on the highway and a rock hits your windshield. Like that was what it sounded like. I thought I broke the ceramic toilet at my parents' house. It was like, um, it flashes before my mind. So, but they're also amazing. But just, you know, remember that it's there. Is there a string or anything? Or it's just No, the it's just this, it's an egg. It's a stone and it drops out like an egg. Well, I don't know if I want one or if I'm like terrified of them. <laughs> it can't. It can't get stuck. Yeah. You can get one with a little hook on the end that you can have a string in it, like a tampon. Oh, okay, it just okay. doesn't look as beautiful. All right, clitoracy rule number two: she hates criticism, being rushed, being yelled at, and being ignored. So, is your pussy ever experienced being yelled at or ignored? Yes. I very unfortunately, my pussy has been yelled at and I was out on a date. I was new to Los Angeles. We were making out in his bed later on. We were just getting to know each other physically and we had great chemistry. So it was going good and it was going kind of fast. And I, you know, expressed multiple times like, let's slow down. Let's just slow down a little bit. And then finally I realized I had to express myself really fully. And I said, just so you know, I don't, have sex with people before we're in love, basically. So it's definitely not happening on the first date. And he started yelling at me. He was so angry. And I got out of the bed and I was shaking and I I found my clothes and I put them on as he continued to yell at me. And then I left his house. And like I said, I was just brand new to LA. So I went over to my, my two friends that I had to, to my gay boyfriend's house. And I sat on their couch and just cried as they comforted me as best they could. Oh my God. That's terrible. I'm so sorry you had to experience that. Wow. I, um, I experienced criticism when we asked if there was criticism. I remember I was in high school and I was. I call it getting finger blasted on the couch. <laughs> I have this, I have this Flashbacks. That's the technical term. It's the, it's the medical term for it. Um, and imagery and, sugar. Yeah. Oh my God. The finger. She's finger blasting the air right now. It's beautiful. Um, so he was he was finger blasting me, and and then he proceeded to tell me. And I'm sure a lot of women can maybe relate or not relate or are horrified at this criticism. He was like, are you sure you're a virgin? Because you're kind of loose. Whoa. And it was really weird because I didn't have any other pussies to like stick my fingers up to like see if I was or not. There was no way for me to know if I was or not. Later I realized I wasn't. But 
and he was just being an asshole. But it's the loose conversation. It's like such a fear for women, especially after you've had a baby and it's like the kegels and everything. But it's, um, it was a, it was a really deep criticism that stuck with me for years and something I was always really, um, afraid was maybe true. Maybe it is true. I don't know. Maybe I do have a loose pussy. <laughs> Did anybody just sit here and start doing kegels at the word loose? I'm totally doing them right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like immediately. Well, I think too, it's not just criticism from exterior sources, but ourselves and just like not knowing what you don't know about other people, other women, like you saying, oh, I didn't have other pussies to touch. Right. So you just don't know. And then it's also your insecurities with yourself of not knowing yourself well enough for the only reason of maturity, like over time and experience, you gain that. So I think that, uh, yeah, my point is it's not just external, it's internal. Yeah. I've definitely had the experience of criticizing my own pussy and it showed up in my relationships with men. My judgments were reflected back to me by them and I felt like something was wrong with my pussy. And it wasn't until I made my first trip to a Korean spa and saw so many women naked in all of their glory, did I realize that everyone is different and it's okay if my pussy doesn't look like the next pussy. It's part of being a unique being. Clitoracy rule number three. She who owns the pussy holds the power. So what does that mean? We are the ones that can say yes or no in an ideal society. And men are always a yes. So we got to have the power. I definitely held that 100%. That was my life experience. That was also how I was programmed by my mom. And then recently, someone, a, a man that I know was sharing about how he was raped Mm -hmm. and I I kind of laughed like a little bit like I treat because I didn't I I didn't understand I had always been taught that they can't be raped there's no way like a man's gonna get up if he's not turned on and I had to stop myself because I realized the look on his face he wasn't making a joke he was being completely sincere about his life experience and I was like oh okay so there are some cases when men are not a yes was may I ask it was he straight or gay he's he's straight and he was raped by a woman yes wow and it, it reminded me, I was like, oh yeah, my little brother was molested by our babysitter um, when when we were growing up. And I do remember as a teenager, a couple guy friends sharing with me how they had been coerced into sex by women when they didn't want to. As adults. As adult, I mean, these were teenagers at the time. Um, the experience that I'm sharing about that man, he was an adult man. Wow. Yeah. That's... Well, I think um, part of the question of what does it mean to hold the pussy power, there's also a feminine energy that women hold that men don't, and it's a feminine power that women have because of having a pussy. It's like one take on that. Yeah, and Regina really says that women's are women are the gatekeepers of a relationship and taking a temperature of your clitoracy is really measuring your amount of turn on. So if it's our responsibility to turn ourselves on because the men, in my experience, want to give us what we want. Yeah. And she talks about like this exercise that she invites you to do in the book where like get present to your amount of turn on in your pussy and make eye contact with a guy across the room and just see how it brings him toward you. Does it work for women too? 
I'm sure. (laughs) Make eye contact with whoever you want with your turned on pussy. And there is a story that I've heard about Marilyn Monroe where she was walking with her girlfriend on the beach and no one was noticing her. And then she was like, watch all of a sudden. And then she would turn herself on and then everyone would notice that she was there. Sounds like a fun game to play. Literacy rule number four. She takes the time she takes for very good reasons. So do you give your pussy the time that she needs to have everything that she wants? No, I never have. And I'm learning to after reading this book. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I didn't know that I wasn't broken. Now I know I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm totally in a hurry. And after becoming more and more aware of these rules and of what she really wants, I've had to go back and apologize a few times, like, sorry, I know I was rushing you, and I promised to be better next time. Do a little rupture and repair action. You apologize to your pussy? Yeah, I was rushing her, and she didn't like it. I love that, actually. I've never thought about actually... Yeah, that's... Wow. Apologizing to your pussy. Well, it's like a relationship and a conversation with her, which will then have you be closer. That's great. That's right. Building trust. Yeah. yeah, it definitely takes time to get there for all the women I've spoken to over the years that I don't know that many people really out of all the women I met, maybe only one or two that said they orgasm very quickly. Mm. You know, I think the rest of us, we need to relax. We need to take our time. So I have a really um, clear concept before I go on a date uh, that if I know I'm going to... uh sleep with someone that night, have sex, and I really want to have an orgasm. Not not so much that's the goal, but I just want to fully be in the moment and really enjoy. I start the that intention prior to the date. Mm. And so really already having the conversation with the man that let's have a lot of good foreplay during this date. You know, all the eye contact and the touching and the kissing and making sure that that making out is a long time in in bed before the panties even come off. So that's what taking my time means to me. I really love that, Tamiko. I had never considered having turn on and foreplay be a part of the actual date. For me, I always thought foreplay was in bed kissing. I never considered the, the alternate that could even start before then. That's really cool. And I just had recently talked to my husband about like let's slow down you know sex isn't just like rip off your clothes and you put it in like after you just like touch it you know and there is something for married women I think where it can become routine and sex can become or it just even if you're in a relationship it can become routine it's like you're turning on but then you get into the routine of sex so really just setting an intention with your partner yeah, it <laughs> takes the average woman the on average it takes a woman 20 minutes to be like turned on and ready to for actual intercourse or even finger blasting. <laughs> <laughs> the word of the day. I, I I had a recent experience with um with a recent booty call and um I realized that, you know, like I need more than just one orgasm. So um in that experience I I got that really turn on comes from within and not from outside at all. And I can get what I can get from him and then I can continue on my own. And now it's time for the Pussy Pledge, written by our very own Mama Gina. I'd like everyone to just take a moment 
to find your way to your pussy or your cock. Take as much time as you need. And when you're ready, repeat after me. I pledge allegiance to my pussy. I pledge allegiance to my pussy. And to the pleasure revolution for which it stands. And And to the pleasure revolution for which it stands. 8,000 nerve endings. 8,000 nerve endings. Designed by the goddess. Designed by the goddess. One community under the hood. One community under the hood. With pleasure and clitoracy for all. With pleasure and clitoracy for all. So thanks, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone on the Gender Rainbow for joining us today for our clitoracy episode. As always, we're going to have some great resources over on our blog and our website, clittalkshow.com. I think we're going to have some posts about yoni eggs and some kegel weights. Um, and also, don't worry, we are going to be posting the pledge on there if you want to take the pledge for yourself at any point. Pussy, yeah, yeah. Pussy. 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 Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if we're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships. And if you email us a screenshot of your review to clittalkcontest at gmail.com, you will be automatically entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card. We can't wait to give you some free shit.